Hello, my awesome friends. It's your buddy Phil here, Project Management Trainer and Coach. Welcome to the PMP Exam Radio Show. We're here talking about the knowledge areas, and today it's time for cost. In cost management, we're building on what we've already done. We've got an idea of some of the scope. We've got an idea of some of the schedule. And to be quite honest, in the real world, there's back and forth between schedule, cost, scope, risk, quality, resources, and procurements, and all the knowledge areas pretty much interact. We don't just come out with one and move to the next, right? Contrary to that thought, there's a lot of interaction and trade-offs between the knowledge areas. So cost has a ton of trade-offs because we're thinking about scope that needs to be done. We're thinking about the schedule, how drawn out it might be. We're thinking about the resources that we need to complete the project. And we're also thinking about procurements that may be involved. And then the cost of quality and things like that also come in to the picture. So cost is at the center of a lot of interactivity. The first thing we do is we plan cost management. How are we going to manage the cost? The second thing we do is we estimate the cost. And when we talk about estimating the cost, you could look at this as estimating each activity or task, same thing. Or you could look at estimating at the work package level. You see that? Now, there are some projects where people say, let's just throw out a budget and let's just roll. So they don't really do a lot of estimating cost up front. They find themselves working it in. So instead of doing it from the bottom up, they're kind of doing it from the top numbers and working them down. So however it's done in the real world, that's one thing. But for your exam, I want you to think about the estimate cost process as where you estimate either tasks or you're estimating at the work package level. And that takes us into determined budget. Determined budget is finding out the entire budget for the project. So you're aggregating the cost for each of those tasks into one cohesive number, big number at the top, whatever that is. That's determined budget. And of course, determined budget could factor in a number of things to check if your budget is truly realistic or not. The next thing that happens is we move all the way to the right-hand side where we have control cost. And this is where earned value lives. I wouldn't be surprised if you got questions on the exam, like what is the SPI on this project? Uh, If you have uh, an EV of four and an AC of two, or or uh, a PV of, of three, you know, they could give you all those three metrics. They give you EV, AC, PV, and ask you to work out whatever it is. So I won't be surprised, but the tendency that I'm hearing more close to the grapevine has been people being asked, uh, SPI of 0.65, what is the state of the project? You have an SPI of 0.65 and uh, a CPI of 1.4, what does it mean? So it's unfavorable in terms of schedule, but favorable in terms of cost, or too good in terms of cost, and things like that. So you've got to know what the numbers mean. Look for my videos on YouTube, just search for Prazion YouTube, um, earn value and it'll come up with the earned value videos. I've got a plethora of videos, far more firepower than you need for this current exam because way back in time, earned value was a lot bigger than it is now. Therefore, there are tons of videos that I have out there on YouTube. But for your exam, just understand what is SPI, what is CPI, what is SV, schedule variance, what is CV, cost variance, and what do they mean, right? If it's positive for cost variance, schedule variance is good. If it's negative, a negative number, negative dollar amount, negative yen, euro amount, then that's bad. And if it's equal to zero, you're right on target for the cost variance or schedule variance. And for the SPI and CPI, you gotta remember greater than one is good, less than one is bad, equal to one on target. 
If you remember it that way, you'll have less trouble on the test. Okay? And that's pretty much it. I would say just take a little read, you know, at a high level, understand the benefits of each process. A lot of people trying to read the PMBOK guide, sixth edition, uh, they're doing it wrong. They're trying to read right from the beginning and going all the way through. I would say just cherry pick the chapters as you see fit. You could read stakeholder, there's nothing wrong in that. Oh, you know what? Just go to page 555 and just read straight down by process group. It's likely to make a lot more sense to you and you'll probably only spend a couple of hours, if that, going through page 555 down to the end because that section of the sixth edition is arranged by process group, okay? What we're doing right now is by knowledge area. So it'd be added value if you go through it by process group. I hope you found this to be useful, my friends. The purpose of this is to rapidly cover all these knowledge areas so that you get yourself in shape for the exam and don't spend too much time on these ITTOs and bulky stuff in the guide. You just gotta understand it at this level, understand the narrative. I would say spend time reading the glossary, spend time reading page 555 forward, and spend time taking some really good questions, situational type questions. You'll find some of my situational type questions on YouTube, okay? So just search for PMP exam questions, crazy on, and do that on YouTube, all right? You'll be able to find a boatload of them. All right, thank you very much. If you found this to be helpful, please go ahead, hit that like button, help your buddy Phil, and share with your friends. Thank you so very much. Look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Bye for now. Did I hear someone say, I need a coach for the PMP exam or project management? Hey, if that's you, go on down to pmanonymous.com. I'm accepting new students. Let's knock this exam out and let's get your career straight. See you there.